Wherever your favorite team tailgates this season, there's a Cox's or Evergreen Liquors nearby. Your mileage may vary. Stop by for all your game day beverages and party supplies, wine, beer, spirits, and more. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, everyone's go-to liquor store. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. You're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Last hour of the year. How about that? Rabot Co. here, ESPN 680, 1057. My name's Louis Rabot. However, you found our show, I am grateful, and thanks for making me part of your morning. Hanging out with Zach Cantrell, of course. Uh, text her, what happened to Avery? I haven't heard from her in ages. Hey, uh, good news. Avery just. She big timed us. Let's put it that way. She's got the office job now. She's doing the you know the the non button pushing part of this job. Uh, good for her. Uh, she's uh she's here today though, hanging out, uh, kicking around, talking to Jason Entz, who's got the chili uh, warming up. Don't worry, James Strebel, you're covered. Max Godby, who's ever coming in? Uh, is Justin Jeffries coming in today? Hell yeah, let's go. I want to see Jeffries. It's been a minute. Um, Texter, tons of good Chappelle show references coming down on the text line. Keep the 2023, your favorite moment of the year. Keep those texts coming as well. Four, three, seven, uh, nine, six, 80. Someone mentioning uh, on the horse racing side, uh, Cody's wish wins his breeders cup race. And then Cody himself, um, who, who the horse was named for as part of that make a wish foundation, uh, story ends up passing away two days later. Um, and, and sort of a, or maybe the next day, even God, he died on Sunday. Um, it's a really brutal story uh, on the human side, but really a beautiful one, that relationship between those two. And, uh, yeah, now that, that was way, way up there. Uh, we'll get into the horses here uh, now as we head out <clears throat> to both Laurel and to Gulfstream. And um, something we've been doing, um, congrats to Avery coming down the text. Like, no, no, for sure. Yeah, that was one of those things we talked about uh, beginning of the month when when Dan uh, decided to to sleep in a little bit and uh, <laughs> um, that Avery just saw it as a chance to, to make the clean break. Zach wasn't piloting co-piloting one of these shows yet and so this was a cool opportunity for him to step in uh even if it's with me um to uh to do this you're not supposed to laugh uh the uh <laughs> to, to hang out a couple hours every day on one of these shows all right so let's head out uh if people are unaware my name's louis rabot i work on a show called uh, the horse racing happy hour with my friend mike andelfo uh, in a random smattering of guests we did two episodes yesterday one was steve kornacki from nbc news uh about the eclipse awards which are the year-end awards in horse racing, those would be announced at the end of next month uh, for 2023. And then uh, we did a show called uh, The Road to the Preakness with my friend Dan Elman from the Daily Racing Forum and uh, John Piazic, who's with the Maryland Thoroughbred Breeders Association. And so they have a race tomorrow called the Heft. It's a seven furlong race on the dirt for two-year-olds. And it's a precursor to the Preakness. And so they have a long series. Every state has one of these where <clears throat> um, there's a road to their derby. So in Maryland, their derby's called the Preakness. In New York, it's called the Belmont, uh, you know, in Ohio, it's called the Ohio Derby. In Indiana, it's called the Indiana Derby. Guess what they call it in Iowa? Huh? The Iowa Derby. How about that? Hey, 
Guess what they call it, Louisiana? Huh? The Louisiana Derby. How about Florida? Huh? The Florida Derby. At Santa Anita, they call it the Santa Anita Derby. I'm and there is a, a theme. <laughs> there's a theme. There's a theme here, folks. Uh, in all of those places, there is a road, a qualifying path uh, to get to those places. Now, it's not like the Kentucky Derby where there are there's a point system and you qualify from different parts of the world. Uh, but in this case, uh, at Laurel Park, you will qualify uh, for the races leading into what's called the Federico Tessio. And um, he was a, a horseman in, uh, in Maryland for many years. The Tessio is the last race, and it's a win and you're in for a spot in the Preakness uh, there at, uh, at Laurel Park and then eventually at Pimlico for the race. Uh, the heft is this weekend. It's race eight tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk late pick three here um, as part of this. Before that is the Black Eyed Susan Prep. So that's their Oaks race in Maryland. The Gin Talking is the name of that race, seven furlongs. I love what they do in Maryland, Zach, by the way. They run at seven furlongs this month. Next uh, month, they stretch it out to a mile. It's still one turn. Month after that, they go to a mile and a 16th, then finally a mile and an eighth uh, to qualify for the Black Eyed Susan and for the Preakness. Like I said, seven furlongs here. Got an interesting set of horses here uh, in this one between two, three, and four. Uh, Brittany Russell trainee, Cap Classique, is going to be the favorite for Havion Toledo. The two of them hitting at 30% at Laurel recently. This horse coming out of the Smart Halo, uh, three for three lifetime. If you wanted to get short in your late sequence, this is probably your opportunity. There is a very interesting runner here in Carmelina, the two under Sheldon Russell, Brittany's husband uh, for trainer Robert Reed has already in his short life, uh, excuse me, in her short life run at five different tracks Um, coming back to Laurel. So we will end that streak, but this is a horse that has won uh, going one turn uh, three different times and isn't every other type. So I'm actually going to play against here because I think this is the every other Uh, didn't show up. Uh, two well, two back or four back, but did last time out under Michael Sanchez. Moves to Sheldon Russell, not a bad move in the uh, in any sort of way on the jockey side. But three for five lifetime. Going to try to beat Carmelina here with Cap Classy. Go a little bit skinnier there. If you wanted to use money, grab the three here for for uh, uh, with the Rodriguez uh, Horacio de Paz team here. I think that's a reasonable take as well. Coming out of a maiden win at Aqueduct in maiden special weight company, so higher level company here is a New York bred. Uh, jockey change here uh, to Rodriguez, the local who has 267 starts just in this meet this year, 18% winner. So if you wanted to go there as well, I would go four, three and two as the top horses in this race. I think kiss by an angel is an interesting option here as well. Coming out of the Maryland ju- juvenile Phillies is a Maryland bred. So was in that restricted race, but it was one of the slowest preps I've seen in a very long time. Beginning of the month at Laurel seven furlongs, 24 and change 48 and change. 111 and change. You're not going to get those kinds of splits tomorrow. So I'll leave the six out. I think she can hit the board, but I'll leave her out of the uh, longer ticket here. So for our pick three in race seven, uh, you either single the four here or go four and three. Next race is the heft. This is the Preakness prep seven furlongs uh, for two-year-olds. No Lasix for this one, obviously for two-year-olds in the new Heisa rules. And obviously as they try to qualify for the Preakness, they won't be allowed to use the Lasix as well. Second time, a great opportunity again for Brittany Russell, Going to be the star of the show here, the four horse under Sheldon Russell. Broke his maiden, though, in the slop. And we always wonder, do the wet numbers, are they going to translate to the dry numbers the next day, uh, the next time out, excuse me. Uh, And this is one of those horses. If you wanted to try to beat a favorite and make some money on the late sequence, I would say that this is where it is. If you wanted to single the late sequence, this could also be where it is. Love a second-time starter. Um, uh, Her her runners, in in Brittany Russell's case, win races back-to-back after winning at 22%, and they go from a longer race to a shorter race at 31%. So we're cutting back from a mile to seven furlongs here. The horse won 
by over seven lengths. First time out. Really, really remarkable. Has been training well at Laurel. Has never left there. I would guess, frankly, this horse has probably over er, er, blah, only ever run and trained at Laurel Park. Should be an interesting one there. Catahoula Moon is on the outside for Xavier Perez and John Robb, trainer John Robb, coming out of that same uh, set of the, the Maryland Juvenile, so the Maryland bred races coming into this one. This one was a lot faster at seven furlongs. And this horse did all of the work early, put away a horse named Speediness, and then came back and was overtaken by a horse named Circle P, who's not in this race. A little surprised not to see Circle P in this one. Uh, but Catahoula Moon, I think, absolutely has a chance here. So I would include the eight as well. So I think eight and four are your two includes here. Sweet Saudi J did not run well last time at Oaklawn Park. I don't know if I want to hold that against the horse in this case. Before that, though, did all the work in the Lewis um, at Laurel Park over six furlongs. Just couldn't pull it out at the end there. Co- uh, Copper Tax ended up being your winner in that case. Two for seven lifetime. Is that one you want to use as well? I would have him in the third spot. I'll go four, eight, and three in the half tomorrow at Laurel Park. That's race eight. And then in the closer, I think you've got a chance to go very, very skinny. Got a horse dropping uh, into the into the twelve five company in burning up the dough, the two horse. Uh, didn't run great last time, but it was in the slop. Draw a line through that. Ran well at the maiden 20 level at Laurel, both at five and a half and at six furlongs. Reasonable splits. We're cutting back to five and a half. This is a horse that doesn't want a ton of distance. So I think using the McMahon uh, trained burning up the dough, the two here in the final race at Laurel Park is an absolute must. Gabriel seven, the three is two to one here for John Robb and Xavier Perez. Ran really, really well last time. If Gabriel seven can repeat the performance from last time, he's going to win tomorrow. So if you're looking for a horse to single in the last race, I would look at the three, but I would include the two and three as well in that sequence there at Laurel Park tomorrow. There's your late pick three at Laurel Park. Uh, Zach, let's break up the segment and have your stupid question. Louis into horse racing. Zach, well, isn't. It's time for Zach's stupid horse racing question here on Rabo and Co. All right, so you kept talking about maidens during this whole hey. thing. What what in the world is a maiden? Great question. Uh you obviously don't date my... I'm kidding. The, um, I know what a maiden is. <laughs> um, Texture, you need to do... Is this a horse name or an indie band trivia game? <laughs> I might win that one. Grand Aspen. Is that a horse or an indie band name? That's a great question. Grand Aspen plays psychedelic music. <laughs> uh, maiden is a horse that's never won a race. That's it. That's the answer to your full question. Huh. Uh, now, there are different levels of maiden. Okay. So the highest level of maiden race is called a special weight, yeah. um, and that is a predetermined weight that the jockeys have to wear. And uh, usually that also comes with the highest uh, prestige and the highest purse price, Okay, the amount of money that they give out to the winner. Uh, and then you move into maiden optional claimer that exists in some places. In other words, uh, you can either put your horse in for a predetermined price that they will sell for if someone quote-unquote claims them, okay, or you cannot. And then below that are what are called maiden claiming races. And that can go from, I mean, I think at Churchill and Keeneland, there are $150,000 maiden claimers. So if you want to, you could buy a horse for 150 k Usually that's not the case. Um, sometimes the, the prices are intentionally prohibitive so that people don't buy your horse, but we still call it a claiming race. Uh, so there are levels of maiden races. But to answer your question very succinctly, um, a maiden is a horse that has never won a race. Interesting. Well, there you go. It's not that interesting. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Texter, favorite 2023 moment of the year was Dan making Stoops his Monday morning moron. <laughs> that was a good one. 
<laughs> that was a good one. <sighs> Some things you just can't replace, and that's Issel calling somebody a moron. That's just, we're not, we can't do that. There are other names <gasps> I could call people that aren't morons. Uh, fun day tomorrow at, uh, at uh, Gulfstream Park. Late pick three is uh, starts with race nine. Uh, it is a handicap on the synthetic down there. I am very worried about the last race of this card. I don't know if they're going to be able to run the Fort Lauderdale uh, on the turf tomorrow, uh, but they do have a fun uh, pick three late in that card tomorrow. I do want to talk about the Harlan uh, Holiday, which is a grade three. It's race 10 tomorrow, mile on a 16th. They're over their dirt course at, uh, at Gulfstream. And I'm just kind of assuming it's not going to be a great setup tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be a fast setup. I think WNL for that reason sets up well here. This is a horse that ran in the Florida Derby, uh, lost obviously behind Forte and Mage in that one, um, but came back at Keeneland in an optional claimer under Tyler Gaffelion. Ran really well at Keeneland. There you go, Zach. An optional claimer. So there you go. Optional. There you go. Uh, okay. Was not available for the tag. Went ahead and won that one at a mile and an eighth. We're going a mile and a sixteenth here, and this is a horse that's going to stalk. So we need to look. And see if there's a horse in here that's going to be early speed. The good news is the two horse will be early speed, and that's New York traffic. Uh, the two, Javier Castellano will board for uh, Safi Joseph Jr., who wins a lot in Florida, but not as much recently. It's been interesting, actually, to watch him. He's behind Pletcher and other trainers percentage-wise uh, down at Gulfstream, this uh, this meet. Uh, for m- most races, you would lean on a, a Safi uh, trainee down there, but he's got two in here. His other is O'Connor, the six horse, horse that people probably know better. The uh, Fayette winner this year, a grade two at Keeneland, keeps Tyler aboard here. Going to be your favorite. He's going to stay the favorite before his move to Kentucky. Tyler was the offseason, so the summer and spring uh, champion down, or summer and fall, excuse me, champion down at uh, at Gulfstream Park. Knows the place really well, probably still has a place in South Florida, so it's a very comfortable place for him to be. I expect O'Connor to run a huge race tomorrow. Horse I'm watching tomorrow, really interested in, is coming out of a uh, a win last time out at aqueduct and before that um that belmont meet at aqueduct so back-to-back wins in an allowance and then in high level optional claimer quality is signator the five for john velasquez and for suge mcgahee two of them uh, enough of a sample size winning at about 17 percent Suge keeping that number up on the training side in graded stakes at 15 percent in a huge sample size of over 100 graded stakes. So still doing a really really good job of placing his horses in spots where they can win has never gone a mile and a 16th, but like I said, one at a mile in the slop at Aqueduct came back and won over Fasco over two turns at a mile and an eighth. I think that sets up really well for tomorrow, so I'm going to shoot for a long shot in the Harlan's Holiday tomorrow, uh, the five-horse signature in race 10 at Gulfstream Park. So there you go, Louis long shot of the day, eight to one. I think you'll get every bit of that, by the way, because I think O'Connor's going to get a bunch of money. Um, look for the, you know, Gasoline is another one of these horses. This is a softer spot, I think, for Todd Pletcher. Gasoline's going to run in the Pegasus in January. Interested to see if he bounces back. He is two for two lifetime at the distance, including an optional claimer up here at Churchill Downs. Ran in the Clark. Under Flavian Pratt, trademark, of course, won that one. Then for uh, first mission, Il Miracolo. Can Gasoline do that again? I, I think he can. So five and nine for me as far as the exacta tomorrow as well uh, in the Harlan holiday. So good luck with all your bets uh, this weekend. Second hour of our show. Presented by our friends at Delta Dental of Kentucky, deltadentalky.com. Check them out for plans for you, your family, your employees, a nationwide network of dentists. If you're a dentist, check out the Dentist Tools tab at the top of the homepage. You can expand your practice with Delta Dental of Kentucky. On the other end, 
I'm fascinated by these stories. I don't know how much other people are, but Mark Cuban sold part of the Mavs to a casino magnate in the hopes of getting casino gambling in Texas. How does this work? Because Kentucky would like to know. We talk about it next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. All right, welcome back in. Here, uh, Rebeau and Co. We got you for about another 40 minutes. Uh, Bobby V will be over on 93.9 because we will have the UK Gator Bowl against uh, Clemson on our air today. Fantastic stuff. <clears throat> Lead you straight into Round Daddy afterward. Uh, Jason and Zach Cantrell. Goodness gracious, everybody's here. Uh, Justin Jeffries, uh, Max Godby, uh, happy new year to all those guys. Uh, I haven't seen uh, many of them in, in many, uh, many months, and so it'll be nice to see all of them uh, together in the same place. Make sure you are locked in for that coverage. I've been told Mike Gandolfo will be doing the postgame show for basketball, and so you'll get him tonight after Illinois State here on ESPN 680-1057. Thanks to our friends at Kentucky Fish and Wildlife for their uh, partnership on those shows. Um, we'll get into our official predictions. I always get a couple of texts like this when I do the horse racing segment, which I'm not going to quit doing, by the way. Uh, I've stopped getting those texts at least. Hey, bro, don't talk horse racing. That doesn't come around. I do get a lot of this, though. Texter, this segment is just gibberish to me, but it's interesting. Okay, so I want to talk about that. Zach, do you, do you have anything, either TikTok or Instagram or whatever, that you watch that in your real life you don't do? So one for me is I love watching, for some reason, golf videos. Yeah. And I golf very little. I know how. And I'm, I'm not a bad golfer by any stretch. But it's not, man, I just don't have, I don't have time to golf with kids. I mean, just like literally if you go golfing, you have to, in my case, I would have to kiss my wife and say, see you in seven hours. That's right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and I, I, don't, I don't have that kind of freedom, Zach, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so that's that would be my one. Like, I, I don't know a lot about it, but I enjoy watching the videos and how guys talk about, hey, here's the corrective part of your swing and, and those sorts of things. Yeah. What is your thing? I like those golf videos. I okay. Like Stuntman's videos. Okay, too. okay. And you're never going to be a stuntman. Of course I'm right, never right. going <laughs> to do it because I, I like having my bones. Yeah, right, so. exactly, right. My face as currently constituted is yeah, fine. I'd yeah, I'd like I get to it. keep it that yeah, way. Yeah, right. I, um, 
The other one is cooking videos. Now, I do a lot of cooking. I watch a lot of cooking shows. But I don't I don't have time for three-hour no. recipes or whatever, right? So that I'll other watch thing, all but. the competition shows. I'll watch Chopped. I'll watch the yeah, baking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Even further. Okay, there oh, you yeah, go. Oh, like yeah, like guys, yeah. grocery games, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Food Network's a guilty pleasure. Man. Man, Guy Fieri was a guy that I didn't enjoy before. And then I saw him on – oh, he was on a Hot Ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a great show. It's on Fantastic. First We Feast. A guy, he's a genius, really, yeah. frankly, the show. And uh, he was on that, and I was like, okay, he's not hes not such a D-back. <laughs> like, I like this You guy. didn't like diners, drive-ins, and dives? Okay, so let's talk prejudice, Zach. You ready? Okay. Let's talk prejudice. Let's do it. The three different shades of hair color, hair dye, like two on the goatee and then one in his hair. Yeah. Was not a look. <laughs> Texture, stop talking horse roasting, bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you were you were you worked the word catatonic in there, and I'll think about it. The um, <laughs> stop talking horse roasting, bro. Uh, just the look bothered me, and I I did the old judging book by cover. I did it. That was me for years. So there you go. Uh, Texture, Louis, how and when did you become interested in horse racing? It's a great question. When I moved here. Uh, in the in the late aughts, everyone said to me, hey, you got to be red or blue. And I was not interested in that. I had gone to college and I had a team and they play at a major conference. So I don't need to do what Zach has to do, you know. And uh, and so I didn't need more of that. And I said, what do we do for pro sports down here? And everyone said, well, we don't do that. And I said, well, what about that giant stadium over there? And I said, oh, that's the oval for the horses. And I decided to try it out. And um, once I figured out that the racing form is just a big puzzle. I was in forever. I, I love trying to figure puzzles out or and not even puzzles, but, you know, crosswords and, you know, Sudoku and those kinds of things. I love, you know, even the the, the ones where you are given a, a grid and you have to put the pieces together. I guess that is a puzzle. Um, that, that's exactly what you just But like the 10 by 10s and those kinds of games where you're playing like a Tetris style puzzle game. Right. Like I enjoy those kinds of things. I use those to wake my brain up in the morning, for example. And horse racing does that for me. Uh, I did not attend my first horse race until I was well into my 20s. And I didn't get serious about horse racing until about five years ago. So answer everyone's questions. Uh, Texter, um, to, that was to Maiden. Okay. Uh, Texter, this is hilarious. I just read that uh, Levis gave his old, old lineman suitcases as a gift. Okay. That was very funny. Did you see that? Yes, they did. And did you see what Fitzpatrick gave them? Yep. Watches. <laughs> so is this like a, a coordinated gift, do you think? While you're at the airport waiting for your flight, you'll know what time it is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was coordinated. Do you see what Patrick Mahomes gave his lineman? No. Those like go- They're like golf carts, except they're much nicer than golf carts. Huh, you can that? actually drive them everywhere, which I'm sure after Monday, Patrick Mahomes wanted to take one of those and drive over his drive lineman. Drive over his lineman. It was bad, dude. They did not look like an NFL offensive line. No. It was stunning. They were unserious. Stop talking puzzles, bro, coming down on the Tesla. Oh, man. What can we talk about? Uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> actually, I was going to ask you because I know it's this time of year. It's not something – speaking of puzzles, that, but one that I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy fantasy sports. I'm, I'm the rare guy. I don't enjoy it. Um, I only like fantasy football. I don't okay. like basketball or baseball. Are you in a fantasy football league? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you still alive? Yes. Okay, so let's – this is one of, I think, the biggest lies in, in sports radio is that people don't want to hear about your fantasy team. I think they love hearing about this stuff. Like the fact that I'm behind Ben freaking Roberts in the bowl pick really bothers me. Yeah. And I think it's funny to people, I'm sure, that the basketball bro at the Lexington Herald-Leader is crushing me uh, by like a game mm-hmm. um, in, in the old bowl pick uh, What says Zach, though, who – 
Like, who's been your – did you have a diamond in the rough? Did you have a good draft? Did you make a good trade? What happened this season? I mostly went that You're still playing, man. Yeah. I, mean, I mostly went wide receivers this year. The guy who's hey. really come on recently is David Njoku. I got Puka yeah, Nakua, yeah. who's just had an amazing rookie year. Can you say both of those names again? Puka Nakua, David Njoku. Oh, I love it. I've had plenty of practice. <laughs> <laughs> My quarterback uh, was Tua. So okay. You can see oh, geez, the Dolphins yeah. – Every other game, they're scoring 50 points. So right. That helps out. Well, there you go. Uh, I also have uh, Raheem Mostert, Dolphin running back. So, I've been a big Dolphins fan this year. I'm just hoping that they score 40 in every game. Yeah, yeah. Got the, Most of the time Ravens this weekend. Bad timing for you. Yeah. Um, I, have the Ra- I have Ravens defense. So, it's kind of a – Oof. Oof. Which helped me on Monday because yeah. they had four interceptions. But it's – I don't know what I want. I, I want, like <laughs> – I want Tua to throw, like, five touchdowns and – three interceptions can you lose in your league can you lose points on defense or just get a zero uh you can lose points okay it's defense and special teams so okay you can lose points like if you go out so really what you need is like three punt returns for touchdowns yes i'd like to see how what the denver broncos did the week they gave up 70 against the dolphins i want to know if they had like negative 30 points or something like that yeah do you think they've diffused the uh, fight between Clemson and Kentucky? I, Do you think Vince Merrill was a big part of it? You think so? Like a, a UN ambassador? We're over here trying to solve uh, cold war tensions, or the only other thing I wanted to do today, since it is the last show of the year, four three seven nine six eight UPS Jobs Text Line. If you wanted to share your favorite sports moment of this year, um, and beating UMBC does not count. Wait, what? <laughs> My personal favorite. Wait a minute. New Mexico State was my personal favorite. Get out of the way, New Mexico State. (laughs) Uh, Texture. (laughs) I dropped a 12th in the group. It's proof that I was catatonic when making my picks. I love this show. Um, I think that's the shower beer guy. That's great. Um, Shower beers are phenomenal. It is. If you're ranking top five beers, shower beer is very high on that list. So this is where, okay. All right, let's do it. I have way too much time to think. No, no, we're here. We're here. What are the best beers? Um, Yeah. Post yard work beer number one, yeah, for me. But that's a dad move. I, I get would say post work beer. Okay, work in general, like after today. Okay, like like Friday. Yes, you know you're done. Like tonight, especially for you, you're doing three shows, that's whatever. Right. Yes, I did three shows yesterday, and it, it, there was a moment last night where, God, what, I got done at like seven forty-five or something. Yeah, and I did that. Just the you sit down and the exhale actually happens. Okay, that's a good one. The post work beer. Top five, I believe you're right. Yes. The yard work beer, though, wildly underrated. I don't do enough yard work. Okay. But you, you understand what I'm getting yeah. at. The, yes. You know, it's, it's, you know the, the weather's warm, et cetera, whatever. Yeah, that's right. Live sporting event beer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, right? Yeah. Like a baseball game beer? Yes. Stands out above other sporting events beers. Yes, yes? It does. Okay. It's better than a football beer. It's better than a basketball beer. It's no better doubt. than a hockey beer. The baseball beer is the best beer. It's the GOAT. In no, sports, no right? Doubt. I agree with you. Airport beer. You can drink at 7.45 in the morning. No one cares. There's no rules in airports. Um, vacation beer. Yeah. Oh, vacation. Airport beer, right? Yeah. Was up there. Vacation beer. Oh, yeah. Shower beer. Is the man the shower beer. Shower beer is way up there. So I'm uh, – oh, it's actually – I guess – is it – I don't know. Sometime this week it'll be seven months that I haven't had a drink. And I just feel so much better that I'm just not going to do it anymore. Yeah. It's one of those. Just I just – for me, it actually turned out, and if you're listening and this applies to you, then I don't know if I'm some kind of motivation that way. My anxiety was getting to a point that it was just horrible in the mornings. It's gone away, essentially, just gone away. I'm having so much more fun. So uh, if, you're, if you're one of those people. But I keep, I keep 
like uh like the Heineken Zero in the garage fridge uh-huh. for after yard work. After yard work, or if I need a shower beer or something like that, just to have the flavor. There you like, go, hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. But I can't. Man, I just I feel so much better. It's unbelievable. It really is for yeah. me. For me, it's been really it's been a really good move. Uh, Texture will BB and Billy call into the post game show today. I want BB and Billy to call it right now. That's what I really want. Oh man, is the market getting crushed right now? I did not need to see that last day of the market of the year. <sighs> luckily, I'm luckily I'm 42 and not 62. Ooh, it's getting crushed today. That's what happens. Barack Obama has uh, listed his favorite uh, songs of the year. Thought about doing that list. Today. Oh yeah, he does that every year. <laughs> it's extensive, man. That guy listens to a lot of music. Yeah, he does. I will um, say that my favorite part when he does that is the comment section. It's a cesspool. <laughs> Did you wear a tan suit when you made this list? That's a good joke. Uh, Texture, I love a beer at a bats game. Yeah, no, it's undefeated. I mean, look, no, the, the baseball beer is undefeated. It just is. It's okay to say. We can move on for that. Uh, Texture, and this is shower beer. The yard work beer is a light beer, and then the after work beer is a higher beer. That's correct. Right? Yeah, no, that's the that's the play, and I agree wholeheartedly with that yeah i think it's really good it is good no it is good i was surprised that that i that i enjoyed it i was, I was surprised by that but yeah that's no, uh the beer part not going away the alcohol part has unfortunately so just getting older it happens um what else do i need to talk about today uh we do again uh, have the bowl game on this air in about a half hour we'll have bobby v over on 93.9 uh, missouri ohio state tonight in the cotton bowl and then um is it so? It's Georgia's game against Florida State that has the three touchdown line. What is the Ohio State line? Uh, Ohio State was favored three and a half. I thought it was like four. Okay, all right. Yeah, Missouri was favored for a bit, and then really, yeah, because I think everybody expected most of Ohio State's top guys to opt out, and then they didn't. Got it. So you'll watch that here, getting ready for. Yeah. Okay. Right. I've. I will just be honest. I've rarely been less excited for an Ohio State game than this one. Because it just doesn't – it doesn't change anything. There's no stakes. It's as far as – Top I'm five finish, not interesting. No. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, it's another – it's the first spring game. That's the way I look at old bowl games that aren't playoff games. It's the first spring game. Uh, Texture, Louie, you're talking a lot about beer this morning. Did you fall off the wagon? Now we're just getting ready for New Year's. I did not. Uh, uh, wagon. New Year's Eve. Am I involved with a wagon? <laughs> New Year's Eve, by the way, is the most overrated holiday in the oh, world. Oh, whoa, hey, whoa. That's awesome. Okay, good. Hot take. I like it. Why? Did you have no one to kiss hour. or what? No. Okay. It's amateur hour. <laughs> it is amateur hour. It's a bunch of people who don't drink drinking exactly. too much. Exactly. You're totally right about Society that. Society tells you you're supposed to go out yep. and drink on No, you're right about that. So they do. And they don't do it year-round. Like, if I don't see – if I can't go in onto a bar on a Friday or Saturday you're and not see a professional you, I do not want to see get you on New Year's Eve. Get out of here. That's how I feel about church at Christmas. Like, you weren't here last week, that's bro. A, that's get exactly out of right. That's, that's where comparison. I sit. Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> Don't be that guy who goes to church twice a year on Easter and Christmas. Oh, man. That's great. Or my wife just dropping in on, uh, on like, the Super Bowl. And it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know Lamar Jackson played football. Like, yeah. Don't get me started on Super Bowl parties. I would love to know. The only other debate that we haven't had on this air is, do you want, do you want your significant other to also be into watching sports, or do you want it – do you want sports to be a, a – Something away from that. Because I have it where my wife is not interested. Yeah. And I like that. But I also don't know what it's like to be married to someone that does enjoy sports. Now, if I tell my wife, Sunday afternoon, 85 degrees, we're taking everybody to the Bats game, she's there in a second. Mm-hmm. 
Because going to, like you said, baseball, beer, the whole thing, like being outside, That's right. it's different. It's just different. It's not a hard sell. It is not a hard sell. She'll definitely do that. But if I'm like, hey, we're going to Tr- Churchill on Sunday, she'll be like, why don't you take the kids? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's fine. I like taking, uh, I like doing that. That's fine. But I want somebody who's interested. I want to share okay. the experience. Okay. There you go. I, I think you're not alone in that. I think there's a little, I, I, but I would bet it's more of a 50 50. Could I than tolerate it if they are not big sports right. fans? Yes. But well, do I want to share the experience? Yes. I, I will say with a caveat with that is that if, if if your lady's not into it and she also wants you not to be into it, no 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 deal no. breaker. Uh uh-uh. uh for sure. Goodbye. But having a wife like mine, where I'm like, hey, I'm going to Breeders' Cup, and she's like, yeah, sure, yeah. like that's perfect. That's all I care about. <laughs> as long right. as you yes, can right. deal with it. <laughs> yeah right. Oh man, I don't need you there yelling, "Where's the flag?" Every other play, like I'm gonna do, but <sighs> overrated New Year's Eve. Overrated. So are you gonna go out though? I don't know. Okay. Plans. All right. Okay. How not, far is your walk to, like, 4th Street Live, for example? Two minutes. Okay. Like, literally, I live on 5th, so I could just oh, okay, yeah, okay. walk literally a block. Got and it. I'm right there. Okay. But 4th Street, sometimes it's accessible. <laughs> and I'm not sure I want to drop. Do you have to work the 1st? No. Okay. Nobody works the 1st. Okay. Yeah, we're all, it's all national. Well, I know, I didn't know if anybody needed to come in and run this actual I don't think place. so. Okay. <laughs> if it is, it ain't going to be me, I don't think. Oh, man. Uh, ooh, I don't know if that's for me or not. Uh, Texter, enjoying sports and enjoying them for the same reason are vastly different thoughts. That's fair enough. Uh, Texter, my wife only goes to sporting events to drink. I, look, I, that's I a think damn good reason. My wife, I think my wife said it for for the weather. Like whatever, I, I'm, I'm not mad about that. I do have a great picture from Churchill this past summer, and it's my daughter's playing with a doll and my wife's reading a book, and we're at like the 16th pole of Churchill Downs. That was kind of that became an infamous day because we, uh, you know, they it was one of those family days. I don't know if you've been out for these, but they had the petting zoo and the face paint, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now the thing they got really right before the renovation started was they set up most of that stuff, and the jockeys would actually walk to the jockey room through that stuff, and and so the kids would actually get to meet the jockeys. I mentioned Tyler earlier; he's really good with with you know growing the game that way and meeting kids and and that kind of stuff. But um, uh, Texter married twice. Loving sports is the reason for number two. There you go. I, I could see this working both ways. But I do think the, the the key there is to not have the one that's not only doesn't watch sports but is against you also enjoying it. That would be an absolute deal breaker. That's right. Let's take our final break of 2023. We will come back. We'll finish up the show, wrap up the year again. You are welcome to text in your favorite sports moment uh, from 2023, 437-9680. Uh, this, sec- this hour of the show is presented by our friends, at Delta Dental of Kentucky, deltadentalky.com. Check them out uh, online for plans for you, your family, your employees. They do have a nationwide network of dentists. My God, I'm seeing Tiger Woods on TV, and I cannot imagine caring about that. Um, so glad I don't have to do national radio. We'll do local radio next here, ESPN 680 Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. 
When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to Rebeau and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. Oh, little Lincoln Park in the year here, here Rebeau and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Bobby V, he'll be over on 93.9. We'll carry the bowl game. Uh, Clemson, Kentucky uh, coming up here on uh, 680-1057. We'll have the post game as part of the roundtable. All the football players will be here, and men the size of football players will also be here. Uh, down in uh, Jacksonville is our guy Mike Gandolfo. Follow him at Big Mike Gandolfo on Twitter. Tons of updates during the game. Uh, Mike does a really good job <clears throat> of tweeting during uh, UK football games, especially. He'll be on for the Kentucky basketball postgame show tonight at 9-9-15 with Zach uh, here on ESPN 681-057. Thanks to George and the Baradoles team that ring him by. Uh, lunch to the ESPN Louisville studios today. 46 years of Louisville-style pizza. They are moving downtown. Make sure that you check in on them in the new location. It's going to be absolutely fabulous. Uh, <laughs> make sure that you get in um, uh, on their new location as well. 46 years of Louisville-style pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Bear knows. Pizza, Kentucky Clemson at noon, Missouri, Ohio State tonight, 730 on 93.9. Uh, is that the Cotton Bowl? Cotton Bowl. There we go. Um <laughs> can't read that one on air but sir glad it's working out texter uh new year a uh, happy new year Larry. i don't drink at all so there you go all right, there you go um a little bit of something uh for everyone uh we went over horses at the beginning of this hour we talked uh, a lot of different topics in the first hour if you ever miss any of our shows you can go back to the podcast center espnlouisville.com check out the app as well uh to get in on those stories so the pistons lose last night in boston I, just the most predictable thing ever and Good article right now on ESPN.com about, Zach, the difference between tanking and just being bad. That's right. And the Lions are not tanking. Or the Lions. Okay. They're going to the playoffs. How They're about not PTSD tanking. right there? There's some serious PTSD that I immediately went like. The Pistons are not tanking. They're just bad. They're just bad. It doesn't work. Nick Valvano, who's supposed to be producing a show, is in the bullpen screaming. Do you say they're um, worse than the 0-16 Lions? They are worse than the 0-16 Lions. I think Lions. so, too. It's not even close. Yeah. Oh, it's not close. What was the Lions? Because they had a No, the Lions were competitive, streak. dude. They played. The Lions played well. In most games, they just weren't good enough. Yeah. The, these Pistons are just bad. I think the Pistons' streak is actually longer than the Lions' streak oh, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the Lions lost 20 in a row or something, because I think it dated back to the end of 07, and then they lost so a couple bad, in 09. And then they finally won. They went four and zero the preseason that year. That's right, they did. You know who else went? <laughs> I have that T-shirt. Do you remember, preseason champs? <laughs> do you remember the Browns when they went winless? Yeah, they also went undefeated yep. in preseason. Yep. So that's the thing. Don't mean, go undefeated in preseason. They mean, kids. means nothing. That that Browns team was worse than the Lions. Yeah, way worse. Yeah, because yes, the Browns worse. just got killed yes. most of their games. No, no. I remember when it was happening that actually national media felt bad for the Lions because it wasn't for lack of effort or whatever. They just weren't good enough. That's right. It, 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 they just weren't. Anyways, all right. So. Uh, happy New Year to Louie. Um, uh, very much enjoy your show and the banter. Keep it going on with uh, with Zach. There you go. No, that's great. Um, so uh, people are still getting used to to Zach being behind the board and, and uh, all those things uh, in the 10 o'clock uh, show. But appreciate uh, all the very kind words. Happy New Year to all of you uh, as well. Cubans started this partnership with uh, the, the, the Sands Casino uh, from Las Vegas. 
The interesting part is that the valuation comes in at $4 billion, blah, blah, blah. But the truly interesting part is that there's no casino gambling in Texas. By the way, you can't even bet on horses on your phone in Texas. They have three tracks. <laughs> that's totally insane. I can't imagine thinking that that's a good way uh, to live. It's also interesting to me, Zach. You know, we had this, this uh, a political back and forth in, in the back before the show. We don't need to get into that. But it always amazes me that when I hear... You know, like a Greg Abbott in Texas, and he talks about freedom, and then you can't have a casino. (laughs) It's very funny to me that those two are like bet a horse race on your phone or something. It's it's so funny. Anyways, does it take someone like a Mark Cuban to push along initiatives like this? I think it does. Now, that seems like a very shallow and easy thing to say, right? And, you know, so he brings in the Adelson family. Sheldon Adelson was one of those guys that built the Las Vegas Strip. He's one of those dudes. That's right. Okay. And Patrick Dumont is going to be the the Mavericks governor. So if people don't know, you have the ownership group. But the governor is the person who represents the team within the league. Okay. Cuban's going to own 27% of the team. And look, I I will never have $268 million dollars to, to buy a basketball team like he did and then turn it into $4 billion. Not with that attitude. <laughs> but just last year, they pumped over $2 bucks into a political action committee to try to get casinos okayed in Texas. And it just, it reminded me of this year, and the reason I bring this up, my favorite sports day of the year was when they passed the legislation to get sports betting in this state. Because I watched it on our text line and I listened to people as they would interact with me on Twitter and I saw it over and over again that that was something that people wanted in this state. That's right. They wanted the ability to just do that and not have to drive somewhere else to do it. So the last day the legislature comes up and I opened the show with the phone number for the legislature. I gave out the home phone number for Jimmy, Senator Jimmy, because he put it on his website. You're dumb enough to put it on your website. I'm going to tell everybody what it is. There's a woman out in Shelby County that was opposed to it. We gave out her number. And you all called. And you texted. And you emailed. And we went from there's no appetite for sports wagering in Kentucky to 600,000 accounts this fall. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really proud that we got that done in the state so that people at least had the option to do it. I haven't placed a ton of sports wagers. I'll be very clear about that. I also probably won't be betting on the locals because I don't want it to tinge any of my commentary about their performances. (laughs) If Kentucky wins their bowl game, but doesn't cover or something, that's a silly reason for me to rail against them on Tuesday. And so that would be my top moment of 2023 was when that legislation got passed, when it got brought to the Senate floor and the yeses just came in over and over and over again when a man and I I want to give him credit and I can't remember what his name is and I apologize for this but he got up and it was one of the more cool political comments that I've seen and I remember talking with Dan and saying my mother had been in politics for two terms she was an eight eight year uh, what's called a city commissioner where I grew up essentially metro council person and she would get vote, she would get calls and, and notes from people about issues and she would respond to them and she would vote based on what they wanted. And I remember Bob being very skeptical of this and, and at the time especially just thinking and, and for very reasonable reasons of twenty years of hitting 
you know, our heads against the wall with, with wagering in this state. But it clearly worked. And I'd like to think that this station was part of that. I think we did good work that day. Diener talked about it. I talked about it, etc. And we go off the air and then boom, the vote happens. So that was my moment. It's not for me. I'm not, I, you know, I've got horses to wager on. That's what I'm more interested in. It's what I know better. But for a guy like Zach to not have to like walk the second street bridge or something to go bet in Indiana or go stand next to the river and see if he can, you know, trick, you know, trick the, not, not Kenny Payne, but trick the, you know, the geo, you know, the, the location device on his phone. That was a good day. So for me, that would be my top moment of 2023 and i thought the cuban story was kind of a perfect year end on that what else do i need to talk about here okay we'll close with this alabama taking precautions in the wake of the michigan sign stealing scandal Mm -hmm. you and i have not spent a ton of time on this because by the time this story had really played out its legs you and i were were just starting to, to hang out on this show right Walk me through how you feel about this, because obviously you're an Ohio State fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a Michigan State alum. We are tinged in that way against said school. That's right. But I've been very very consistent on this show, I would like to think. Uh, Texter Louis taking credit for sports gambling, just like Andy. <laughs> I can hear Issel looking for his phone. <laughs> I'm not taking credit for it. I think our station did a lot of Yeoman's work, though. I assume everyone's doing this. I just assume they're not dumb enough to use their own names to buy tickets. That's what I'm saying. I think everybody's doing it, but the problem is Michigan was dumb enough to use their own names on tickets. They were dumb enough to come up with their own system. Like It's the same thing with the Houston Astros. Everybody in baseball steals signs. No but the Astros had an elaborate scheme where they were dumb enough to get caught. That's exactly what's going on with Michigan. They were dumb enough to get caught, and their own fan base doesn't seem to understand that. I'll, I'll give a for instance. I remember it came out years later that the Humphrey Metrodome in Minneapolis, they would turn the air conditioning on while the other team was batting. Yeah. To blow air into the infield from the outfield. They pump in crowd noise at a lot of places. Oh, too. of course. Yeah. Everybody does these things. Yes. They're just not dumb enough to get their own names on these things and these kinds of Like, you, you know. can't be buying that many tickets for Ohio State games or Penn State games in your own name. Come up with a fake name. Do something. Come on. Like, and you're Why is me- Alabama talking about this? That's what I want to know. Why is Nick Saban even talking about this? Because they got to they gotta take precautions just in case. I think you have to do that no matter who you're playing in the I, I agree with that. Okay. But why talk about it? Because it was the Michigan story this year? Because he was asked about it? I, he was or, asked about it. Is that why you talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Is that the only reason? Because I Probably wouldn't talk not. about this if I'm Nick Saban. If I know I'm going on with Pat McAfee, I tell Pat McAfee I'm not talking about that. Because to me, that's not an interesting... It's not something I want my players to even be thinking about. I don't want it in their brains at all. Now, maybe that's his way of of messing with Michigan again. Maybe he thinks that this is a this is the equivalent of UK lining up in sweatpants at midfield before a game. That's I don't right. know. But to me, I don't understand the motivation here. I know that's bad sports talk radio, but I don't understand the motivation. Why you would talk about it other than answering a question. I would tell Pat McAfee, I'm not talking about that. I don't know what happened in the Big Ten. That's not my. That's not my business. Yeah. That's, that's what I was. I don't know. Let it play out. But I mean, 
but there's way too much smoke against Michigan to suggest that nothing happened. Sure. And the the biggest thing that my biggest pet peeve is every coach knows everything about their program until you know what hits the fan, and, and then, then they, they know, know nothing. absolutely nothing. That's right. You cannot tell me That's with right. a straight face that Jim Harbaugh, Jesse Minner, oh, everybody in that yeah. coaching staff I, I didn't know Connor Stallion totally knew what he was doing. Could not agree. They know. I agree. I agree. Of course. I would be mad if I were a Michigan fan and he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a direct, I would be really mad. There's a direct correlation between Michigan's lack of success before and what they've done since. And it's not just because Jim Harbaugh all of a sudden became the greatest coach in football. No, that's right. He's he's always been a good coach. He's always been a good coach. You're, that's right. Yes. He's a very good coach. Yes. yes. I think he's a better NFL coach than he is a college coach. Almost certainly. Yes. I think if he goes to the Chargers, I think... Look at them as a contender. They'll be next good, year. really good right yes. away. That's right. He Justin took, Herbert will be better. He took the 49ers when Alex Smith was a bust and yes. they went to the NFC Championship three straight years. Yep. No, that's right. Texture Saban's been asked plenty of questions that he refused to answer. Same texture. Louis, are you related to the Louis Rabot, who was a representative from Michigan in Congress? It's, I have to believe that you are. Was he your grandfather? He was my great grandfather. How about that? Uh, so, yeah, my dad's grandfather. Uh, my dad has tons of stories about uh, his campaign events and different things in the Detroit area. He died at a campaign event. Drop dead. Uh, uh, literally his campaign events, he would get up. Everyone would start drinking. He would get up to the podium and say, hey, make sure you vote for me. Now let's dance. And everyone would just dance. And those were his Those were his campaign events. And, That's uh, good to me. He had a scotch and fell asleep and never woke up. Right at a campaign event. Passed out. Took him to the hospital. He was dead. Died in office uh, 25 years uh, as a congressman from, uh, from Detroit Hamtramck, uh, that district that no longer exists, of course. They've redistricted. Uh, since then, but yeah, he, um, yeah, he was Louis the Second. I'm Louis the Fifth. Uh, in a ridiculous way, my, Louis the Sixth lives in my house. So there you go, uh, my second-born son. Always the second. None of son. you were named King, right? No uh, King Louis. You know what's ironic? In the Catholic tradition, we're all named after Louis the Ninth. We're actually not that far away. Um, Slick Rick knew nothing. Don't go there, Zach. Coming down the text line. Slick Burt Reynolds <laughs> is from Michigan. You damn right he is. Uh, where's that? Uh, that's where the Magna PI hat comes from. That's right. That's so. Tom Selleck. Or Tom Selleck, excuse me, is the uh, Magna PI. Burt Reynolds. Is Burt Reynolds also from Michigan? I don't think so. Burt Reynolds went to Florida State. Oh, that's right. He was uh, with the. You're right. I'm mixing up Corso. Selleck <laughs> with Lee Corso. That dude. Yeah, Selleck. imagine what that was like back then. Uh, Bert, Lee Corso said, oh, yeah, the, Burt would bring a bunch of women back to the door. He got the good looking <laughs> ones, I got the ugly ones. Look, man. Ugly girls need love, too, right? They sure do. <laughs> yeah. No, Burt Reynolds was born in Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. This would be this would be the one time my wife happens to flip on the station is when I say ugly women need love. Of course. To. <laughs> Tom, Tom Selleck was also born in Michigan. So I, they both were. Oh, man. <laughs> a ton of Patino text coming down the text line. That's how we're ending 23. <laughs> well, happy new year. Honestly, people, I love this. Please, please come back on Tuesday. I'll talk to you then. It should be... Should be a lot of fun in the new year. We've got plenty of basketball to talk about. Unfortunately, I think we're probably going to be talking coaching search. Those are always interesting shows, but it's exhausting as well. Uh, we'll keep up the horse racing stuff. Obviously, a big part of the spring is going to be getting ready uh, for Kentucky Derby 150. I'll be you know all over that, and we'll, we'll talk about it every Friday ahead of the Derby preps. I do want to make kind of a plea here. If you are not into horse racing, but you want a chance to even kind of get an entry point, this spring is a cool one. So we'll talk derby preps. If you want to get into, uh, literally, I'll, I'll set it up that you literally have to pay attention 20 minutes on a Saturday. Um, twice a month, essentially, 
uh, to get ready for the Kentucky Derby. So let's do that together in the spring. Uh, have fun with that. Hopefully Kentucky keeps it going on the basketball side. We've got a long basketball run to talk about as well. Obviously, Jeff Brom getting it done in the portal and on the recruiting trail. We'll have plenty of spring football and stuff to talk about as well. So we'll have a lot of fun on Roboco in the new year. But all my best to you, your family. Happy holidays. I hope that you're having a great week. You have a great week next week. Uh, Keep it safe this weekend. Zach mentioned it. It is amateur hour. Be safe out there, people, because if you're not back on Tuesday, there's no reason uh, to do the show. I'm Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. This is Rabot and Coke here on ESPN 680. Many thanks to my producer, Zach Cantrell, the very best in the business. We'll see you on Tuesday, 10 o'clock. I'll be here, and I hope you are too. Happy New Year, everybody. Wherever your favorite team tailgates this season, there's a Cox's or Evergreen Liquors nearby. Your mileage may vary. Stop by for all your game day beverages and party supplies, wine, beer, spirits, and more. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, everyone's go-to liquor store. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com.